Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right, let's take our sporting chat a little bit of a different way in the middle of summer here. We're going to talk about winter sports and with one of our absolute best who has just arrived home after winning a gold medal in the World Cup in the Calgary Halfpipe. This guy's a triple threat. He's only 18 years of age. We've got oh, massive, massive wraps on him. And I'm pleased to say that he's joined us. A little bit jet lag. Valentino Guselli, welcome, mate. <laughs> Thanks heaps, Matt. <laughs> How did I go with the pronunciation? Honestly, 11 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> 11 out of 10. Yep. Hey, you know what? That That's like, if we're going to go numbers... That's like your efforts in Calgary. I mean, your your numbers were off the charts and, and the way that you got that gold medal in that, which we'll dive into. But essentially, you ended up with scores of, what, 89, then 91 in your first two runs, which meant your third run was a, a victory lap for the gold. So just just tell me what it's like to know that you've wrapped up something when you can just dive back into the pipe and let it all hang out. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great night for sure. And it was actually my first, it's called a victory lap when you win before your last run and then you're the last rider to drop. So you don't really like the pressure's off and you can just have fun. And that was my first victory lap I've ever had. So I was super stoked to finally have one, you know? And um, yeah, I just wanted to boost as high as I could and put on a show for, for all the beautiful people watching. Um, but yeah, it was a great night. Everything worked out so smoothly um in in practice i had a little hiccups and kind of landed on my butt pretty hard which didn't feel amazing but um yeah in the comp i i got it so yeah it was great absolutely incredible hey when you do your victory lap and i I haven't seen the victory lap but i'm assuming you you nailed it is it worse to fall on your victory lap or fall on the lap say that you know you're still trying to get numbers for because i could imagine if you if you're throwing it all out there on the victory lap, the last thing you want to do is tumble. Well, you definitely look silly, <laughs> but I'd rather win and look silly than lose <laughs> and, <laughs> and and be chilling. Um, yeah, nah, I don't know. Usually on the victory lap, you don't do anything too crazy. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. I just, I just tried to have some fun and really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, just shred that pipe one last time. Canada's pretty good for you. So you've now won two World Cup gold medals and both of them have come in Canada. Calgary just a few days ago and Edmonton last season. Yeah, fully. And they're only like three hours from each other. It's pretty crazy. 
Um, you know what I think it is? There's so many Aussies in Canada and there's always heaps of Aussies that come out to watch. So it feels like the closest, uh, the closest comp to home in a way. Mm. Let's backtrack a bit on your story. So, um, like most people who end up in this world, it starts when you're really young. So was it Perisher for you? Um, obviously with family trips, I think you were three when you first started getting up on, on the snow and, and getting into it. So how did you get into this career that you're in? Yeah, well, um, yeah, my, my parents were already snowboarding since before I was born. And then as soon as I was old enough to start shredding, um, yeah, my, my family took me up to Threadbow and, um, you know, the hills up there. And, um, yeah, just we just shredded and I loved it straight away. I was giggling the whole time down the mountain as soon as I, as soon as I could get on the board. So, yeah, I really just enjoyed it then and we kept doing it and uh, I started competing and racing and whatnot and here we are. And you're only so young. I mean, you've started doing all of these incredible international achievements, which you can do in your sport when you were like 15, you, you're out there on the international stage. You're only, what, 18 now, yet you've got such a long career ahead of you. So when did you go from just being a lover of being out there on the on the slopes to having that competitive drive and going, right, I, I need to do this at World Cups. I'm, I've got my eyes now on my next Olympics. You've already made your Olympic debut in Beijing. So when did the competition side of, of it kick in and where, did, where do you reckon that came from? Honestly, I was competitive from even before the first comp I ever did, I think. In school, I always wanted to win the running races and, and, and whatever else. And, um, and then, yeah, when I was competing and racing snowboarding, I just, I wanted to win really bad straight away. And uh, the first small races I did when I was probably six or seven didn't go so well. I remember my first one and I um, I caught a flu like three days before the race and then I threw up on the course and got disqualified and a bunch of, a bunch of nasty stuff. But um, came back with vengeance, won the next year. And um, yeah, and then I guess all the competitions just, got bigger and bigger as as we went on and I started traveling to Europe and America for them and um you know started started beating the kids over there too and and then uh yeah it's good yeah oh, it's it's amazing it's such a cool story so let's get technical a bit here because as I said at the very top Val you're a triple threat in this sport you you're excelling in all three okay. disciplines in park and pipe so we're talking half pipe slope style and big air how do you juggle all three and and how much do you reckon that gives you an advantage over your competitors in in the individual disciplines i'm still learning to juggle them quite a bit i'd say um it definitely makes it tricky uh but at the same time it helps so they all i so i do slope style big air and half pipe and they all kind of help like they all funnel into each other a little bit so if you can do big tricks in slope style or big air on those jumps it's easier to learn them in the half pipe because it's a more similar feeling the only difference is instead of on a straight jump you're doing it on a on a transition mm. so they help each other and then the edge work necessary for riding half pipe really helps you when you're riding slope style or big air 
um, because it's just the extra bit of board control. And um, and then there are also half-pipe hits in slopestyle competitions too sometimes. So that definitely helps. So it all works together for you, doesn't it? And that's the way that it's been panning out. So you've already done one Olympic Games. That was in Beijing where you finished sixth. And the next Games yep. in Milano-Cortina in 2026. So given that your name is yes, Valentino sir. Guselli, I think that you're looking forward to competing in Italy. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, I'm definitely... I'm looking forward to it and really hoping to just go out there and kill it. So I'm going to work towards that. <laughs> it's cool. It, it is such a good sport. Um, before I let you go, we, we always – we have to talk injuries in your sport. We've got to talk injuries in any sport. <laughs> but but when, you guys, when you guys hit, you hit hard. So I, yep. I'm, I'm assuming that you've had some pretty nasty ones. Talk us through the list. Or have you managed to come through unscathed? Way too many, <laughs> way too many. So uh, I'll go. I'll go in chronological order. Yep. I broke my elbow. Uh, I did both shoulders. Uh, like surgery, had to get surgery on both shoulders. Uh, I had a little fracture in my back once. Broke both wrists. Uh, what else? That that might be all, yeah. actually. That's uh, enough, and then mate. Recently, <laughs> <laughs> recently at X Games, which uh, unfortunately I couldn't compete in. This was just like uh, three weeks ago. I landed on my back pretty hard on a in the slope style training, and um, I guess I might have dislocated a rib, and it was. It was super painful, so I couldn't compete in X Games or the comp after that. But um, thanks to my amazing team around me, I was able to be back by Calgary. So uh, I got to come home with with something, which is which is super awesome. Yeah, elbow, shoulders, back, wrists, rib. Um, you're ticking all the boxes there, but you're also ticking the boxes of winning and winning the big ones as well. So, mate, congratulations. Um, great to catch up with you on your return home. I guess you're back off again in, what, next month. You'll be heading back off to the slope-style event. So enjoy your time back in Australia, and we'll keep um, focused on your career and we'll stay in touch. Thanks, Val. Thanks so much, Matt. Have a good one.